What's going on, guys? This is the Knowles and Dogs podcast presented by Hunter and Dylan. Yep. Uh, we haven't got a sponsor yet, so if you guys We're have on one. We're working on it. <laughs> um, this is episode, I think, 12. I've lost track at this point. Um, but uh, we are coming to you live post-national title game for uh, Georgia Bulldogs. Took care of business. We'll get into that in a second, uh, but before we do, make sure you guys are subscribing. Um, if you guys know anybody that likes college football, pass send, pass this podcast around. Get them to subscribe, watch the videos, like, comment, view it, do whatever you need to do. We're trying to get that number up. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but yeah, like let's get let's keep it rolling, guys. Uh, we did a little better on that last episode. That was good. Glad you guys watched it. Uh, yeah, thank but, you, guys. Uh, mm-hmm, but keep on passing it around. Subscribe. And then if you know somebody, like we just said, get it to them. You know, they want to watch us. Like, who wouldn't want to listen to this yeah. podcast? <laughs> I mean, come on. it's on. We're on Spotify, too. Uh, Amazon Music. Uh, really? I mean, just same thing. It's Knowles and Dogs Podcast. Go on there and listen to it if you're on the road. We're, we're taking over. We're going to be everywhere eventually. Right, right, yeah. Radio show, get ready for it. Here we go. We're going to Sirius XM next. So yes, get sir. Ready. <laughs> get ready. All right. So today, pretty much the rundown, will be, uh, we'll go over the national title game and what ended up being a complete spanking by the Bulldogs over the Horn Frogs. Um, we'll also hop into our top, our top moments of this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, three teams we're looking at going into next year as possible, uh, like my possible national champions, and we will wrap up with our final top ten of this year going into next year. And if there's any other news, we'll let you know about it. But pretty much that is what we'll be bringing out today. We'll be uh, figuring out what we'll be talking about going on this off season. You know, we'll do. Do a lot of listing rankings, like just like who we thought were such and such, who was more of a disappointment. I think going forward, we yeah. can say that. Yeah, we can. Um, well, we'll just go into just what we feel, just random stuff throughout the season. Going mm-hmm. into stuff, we'll talk about maybe some recruiting classes, some just fun general college football stuff too, like stadiums, camp. You know what I mean? Yeah, we'll, we'll just do a lot of rankings and stuff. Just yeah, tops. List a lot of lists, um, and then when we get closer to like draft time, we'll talk about the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll, before you know it, we'll be rolling right into like spring ball. And then we'll be, before you know it, it'll be the 2023 24 season. Exactly. And we'll be doing this all over again. We'll get a full season of this podcast too. That'll be nice. We started a little late during the year, but um, we're, we're, I hope at least we can get maybe one game. Like, we'll, we'll both be at a game. We'll try to get, see if we can get a mini show right before a game at on campus at Florida or Florida State, probably the two most likely, if we're being honest here. But mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I would, yeah. I know Florida State's at Florida this year. Uh, mm-hmm. So that would I'll, be, I'll probably be going to Gainesville. You. Yeah, I'll probably be going so, to Gainesville to mess with you there. Come on down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we'll, we'll be doing that. So, but that's, we'll figure that stuff out down the road. But today, We'll get this rolling. Um, so, for out further ado, let's get right into it. Yep. Uh, national title game: uh, Georgia TCU, the Cinderella, Cinderella versus the 
defending champions. Uh, I this game had a little bit too much hype to it personally to me. But, yeah. Um, um, and it r- ended up showing that on the field. Georgia sixty-five. That's right. I said that sixty-five to seven. That's right. Uh, Georgia came out as if they were possessed mm-hmm. by something, and just for four quarters of at four quarters of utter domination. Um, I've been a Georgia fan a long time, and that. I mean, I've seen that a lot of times when we play, like, just inferior our non-Power 5, Group of 5 opponents or some FCS teams. Yeah. Man, I mean, I don't see that very often when we're playing a Power 5 team. Mm-hmm. And man, as a Georgia fan, you, I mean, that was unbelievable. I mean, holy cow. Thoughts? Uh, I think the first thing to say would be, like, you know, this ain't no Cinderella. This is a nightmare for TCU. Like, that was the <laughs> thought during the game, right? It just... It almost felt like TCU's hypnofrog could twist, you know, tricked us all into thinking TCU could play with Georgia. And then once mm-hmm. they were on the field together, you could just see every single mismatch athletically. TCU was not physical enough to keep up with them. Their offensive line couldn't can compete with Georgia's defensive line. And then just... I mean, Max Duggan looked bad. And I don't think yeah, it's all on it, him, uh, but... I uh, had a feeling after this video... You hear that? Mm-hmm. That uh, that led into... Kirby Smart asked by Holly Rowe, right before kickoff, what what are you telling your defense? Aggression. That was the one only word. Mm-hmm. We're gonna hunt tonight, is what he said. Uh, uh, going around the internet is also his pregame uh, locker room speech. If you haven't heard that, um, I would suggest it. If you're looking for any motivation, uh, <laughs> it was at that moment I knew TCU was in deep crap, deep deep trouble. Um, it was. It looked like. You took an NFL team and you told them to go play a high school team, mm-hmm. and just complete utter domination. I mean, Stetson ben- the TCU's defense couldn't do anything; they yep. couldn't stop him. Max Duggan and that offense just couldn't get anything going. Um, and we talked about this. I mean, we can go back to last episode and just talk about the keys to that game if TCU had a shot. And I remember we talked about TCU had to win the turnover battle. Yeah, they had to score points early. They had to, they had to jump on the gas early if they were going to have a shot. Mm-hmm. They turned the ball over three times. Yeah, they didn't score any points, and the only points they scored were in the first quarter, late in the first quarter. That was it. I, you're not, you can't do anything. They couldn't protect Duggan. He got sacked five times. Quentin Johnston had one catch for three yards. Javon Bullard. Georgia's cornerback had more catches than Quinn Johnson mm-hmm. by picking him up. Uh, you know, and it, I mean, just, they couldn't get anything going. And then, yeah. again, we said the defense, that three-three-five was supposed to be something special. It didn't do anything. I mean, Georgia ran the ball for, I'm going to pull up some stats here. They had 32 first downs to mm-hmm. nine first downs for TCU. 
They had. TCU didn't have a sack in the game, I don't think. No, no. no I don't think they Georgia did. scored as many. T- Georgia had the same number of touchdowns as TCU had first downs. Yeah. Just put that into perspective for you guys. Um, it, uh, here, I'm going to pull up stats now. Team stats. All right. Uh, Georgia had 589 yards of offense. They had 401 yards more. 401 more yards than TCU to 188. Max Duggan only threw for a buck 52. Setson Bennett threw for 335. They ran for 254 yards. TCU ran the ball 36 yards. Um, Georgia averaged. They went. They averaged 12 yards of play on a 12 yards of pass. They averaged almost six yards a carry. Um, yeah. Georgia only threw the ball 20 times. Put that in respect for you. They only ran the ball 20 times. It still threw through over 300 yards. Um, just outmatched, outclassed. I mean, just any way you want to put it, that's what happened. It was like it was like a heavyweight fighting a lightweight. Like that's the oh, easiest way I would say it. You know what I mean? Like this. It was, this was a complete. These were two teams not in the same weight class. These two teams should not have probably been in the game together. It was like a squash match in the WWE when you have like, like the heel just and you bring out like the just some tiny like June bug from like the developmental, yeah. just to get him on the stage and he just gets squashed in like a minute. That like the matches are usually like maybe a minute long. Like yeah. that's what it was. Um, did you you didn't did you watch the entirety of the game? No, I couldn't. I, I physically I could not get. <laughs> nope. I felt bad because you know it's the national championship, but like. It really wasn't even a game. Like, it 100% felt like a Georgia scrimmage we were watching on TV. Yeah, oh, yeah. And then, really, realistically, um, a lot of the, in a lot of the game, especially in the second half, like, they were still, most of the Georgia's, like, defen- defenseman-wise, a lot of those guys were freshmen and sophomores just dealing. Yeah. Bear Alexander, he's a fr- he was a true freshman. Get to know this name. Uh, he will be replacing Jalen Carter. Next year, uh, he's six foot three, three hundred and five pounds. Uh, he's a freshman, folks. He had two sacks the other night, I believe. He at least had one. Um, get to know uh, Javon Bullard will be back. Get to know uh, Dalen Everett will be coming in. He was a five star freshman. Mm-hmm. He'll be playing quarterback next year. Um, on the offensive side of the ball, Carson Beck's coming back. He came in and played. Branson Robinson came in to play. A.D. Mitchell and Lad McConkey, yeah, they both – and Brock Bowers, they scored all of Georgia's <laughs> touchdowns passes. Guess what? They're all back next year. This, this team might be better next year than they were this year, and I'm not even lying. I wouldn't go that far. Just – I mean, it's kind of hard to put – you know, be like, the team that just they went have, undefeated is going to be better next year. I, I don't know. That's, that's what they both said bar. this year. They lost 15 draft – been to the draft last year. They yeah. lost eight starters on defense. This team, I'm not even joking, and this is just, they are have like 70% of the roster coming back next year. Mm-hmm. Okay? They might only have like eight guys drafted this year. Yeah. Okay? They're replacing Carson Beck's coming in, and he's legit first or second rounder if he plays well enough. Like, legit. I mean, he's, if they think Will Levis is a first round pick, and apparently everybody does, then this guy, he has potential to do this. Mm. I'm telling you, 
because we got Ra Ra Thomas coming in, Dominic Lovitz coming in, two of the top transfers from the SEC. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, it's, it's all systems go, baby. And I'm not saying I never guarantee anything going into next year. I just enjoy it while it lasts. But man, it's what a time to be a Georgia fan. I say this is you probably the enjoy. best stretch of Georgia football in the history of the program, right? I mean, probably since like the 1980s when Herschel won, they won one, they went back to one and lost, and then they won like a big bowl game the next year. But like I yeah. say, but I mean, back to back titles. I mean, they've lost oh, yeah. less First than ten. They lost less than ten games in like eight years or six years now, right? Like they're collectively, twenty nine and one in their last yeah, two years. Exactly. This is like the best stretch of Georgia football probably ever. I mean, year uh, after year going to New Year's Six Bowls, championships, New Year's Six Bowls, SEC championships. They've been to Kirby Smart uh, since he joined 2016. Yep. He has won. He has – he's only lost one bowl game, mm-hmm. and that was back in 2019 – or 2018, excuse me, in the Sugar Bowl. They have – Two SEC titles, two mm-hmm. national titles, a yeah. Rose Bowl, a two Peach Bowl victories, an Orange Bowl victory, a Liberty Bowl victory. You got to throw that in against who? TCU. TCU. That's right. Um, trying to think. Five SEC East titles. Yep. Um, I think he's like a. It, it's like eighty and fifteen or something as a coach, mm-hmm. something wild like that, and he's only forty-seven. I don't know why this is. You know the last time back-to-back titles were won? Back in back when Alabama won it? You know who's defense coordinator, right? Kirby Smart. Like, I say it's already starting up the news. Listen, I'm just saying. The Paul like, Feinbaum said he might go to the NFL. <laughs> who? <laughs> Kirby Smart. Oh, no. No, he... Uh, I saw a tweet today from a Georgia source that said uh, he's already been asked, he's already said like no I'm not I have no interest in that ever like I'm gonna retire here in Athens if yeah. I'm not going he's, anywhere. He's eighty one fifteen at Georgia. Oh my, that's insane! No matter what coach you are, yeah, he's never coached. Think about this too. He's never been a head coach anywhere else before this. Nope. That's the most insane part. Just how committed he is. And there's talks to um, he won't be like he's not gonna he won't be coaching as long as Saban will, because mm-hmm. um, he has three kids that are all like that are still young, younger. Um, like he's not gonna want to be doing this forever. So like you like as a Georgia fan like yeah. like anybody like if you're a coach like you you just have to enjoy it while it lasts. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it may not we may never win another title again. You know. That's why, like, I I talk a bunch of rat crap on here, but, like, I enjoy every day of this, like, because, you know, next year's not guaranteed. I mean, mm-hmm. they're the leading odds makers to win it, but how many times do you think the odds leading pe- team going in with the best odds wins it? Never. Really hardly ever. Uh, um, the only time I could think of was, what, Bama 2015? Maybe. Even then, I would have to go back and check. Yeah, I think Bama twenty fifteen because then yeah, the other the other two years Bama won somebody else's favorite because I think Clemson was favored preseason twenty seventeen, and then twenty twenty, 
I think it was Ohio State was favored because that was the Justin Fields team that had lost Might to have Clemson. But Bama was favored going into this year. Yep. Georgia had the third best odds, I think, third or fourth. So I think I think but, Bama was favored the last two years preseason, right? Probably. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, I mean, honestly, there's really not much else to talk about this game. I mean, just complete domination by the dogs. Back to back feels amazing. Um, yeah, man. It, I mean, I do wish we had a better game, but that's why the semis. I kind of had a feeling. I don't know about you, but like I had a feeling like there's no way the se- uh, the national title game is going to live up to the semis. I just had this feeling like watch a, a letdown spots happening right here. There's I, always I, a letdown in college football. I kind of felt a little bit of a letdown spot being possible. I didn't think it would be that bad. I'm be. I was thinking it would just be like oh, like twenty four to seven. It's the work. Like it'd just be a low scoring. Boring. Not Georgia. Be like, yeah. Let's just run them out of the building. Right. This weather's great. Let's just keep going. I had the team total at thirty-eight over. Yeah. I was a little worried because we usually, if we blow out a team, we don't like blow them out. Yeah. Dude, they hit thirty-eight by the. They went the half up thirty-eight to seven. Yep. I was like, here we go. Right, so um, I saw you talking about it. They're like, oh, when I saw TCU go down fifty nothing, I was like, this is gonna be a great comeback story, you know. <laughs> and then when they went down well, fifty-five. Right? Um, well, no, I was like, okay, because I'm like, it was like 17 7, and I was like, I'm not celebrating it. I'm not, no, I'm like, I get ha- I get all pumped up, but I'm like, I keep back my mind, like, this team, like, can come back at any moment. And then, yeah. And then just, you watch them, like, they just couldn't get anything going at all. They couldn't get any sort of, they only, and think about this, we really, they're one. Georgia's a busted coverage away from shutting this team out, pretty much, realistically. This could have been easily, like, 80 to nothing if it really wanted to. Mm -hmm. If if Georgia really wanted to run it up, and they ran it up, but still. If they didn't have a miss, if Javon Bullard and Keely Ringo don't get, like, tied up on the one Mm -hmm. side and let, like, Dominic, whatever, or whatever his name is, um, get open it wasn't johnston for like that big play that yeah. set him up for their only touchdown like they don't score mm-hmm. like they didn't how many t- i couldn't even tell you how many times they actually realistically crossed midfield i don't know maybe once really, maybe twice like, twice i was thinking maybe, maybe? like because i think they punted at like the 48 at one point i knew they were in trouble they gave up the touchdown and then they fumbled it. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I knew it was going to be – no, because then they scored. No, I was more – I was like, they're, this is not going to go well. As soon as we got that big play to McConkey, that went mm-hmm. up 17-7, and then they immediately came out and, like, went three and out. I'm like, this is not good for them. I'm like, this is – and then we just went right back down the field and scored. I'm like, this is – they're in trouble. They're – this yeah. is – and this is not a team. And they kept talking about in the broadcast. They were like, you know, this team comes back, has come back all year, but like this is not the right team you want to choose to go down to. And we, what did I tell you? I told you. I said, this ain't Michigan. This is this is the welcome to the bad boys on the block. Like this is you're talking to the real top dogs here. This ain't the Big Ten. Okay, this is the SEC, for the conference of champions. <laughs> 
It just means more. It just means more. By the way, you saw another stat, big stat here. Last 14, or since 2000, mm -hmm. 14, the 14 out of the 23 national champions are from the SEC. Yeah, I've seen that. Uh, just, and that's just the kind of the reality of the sport as a whole. You know what I mean? Just like, well, I mean, it's it's such it, a regional sport. It's it's a lot to say that though, because in reality, there's what four teams in the SEC that have actually won national championships. It's Bama, LSU. Since the since the BCS or since 2000, it's Florida. Mm -hmm. Bama, LSU, and Georgia. Yeah. And then the only other winners are Auburn. Oh, no, Auburn won one. Oh, yeah, Auburn. I forgot about the Auburn. Auburn won one. Um, uh, oh, no, but I was naming off the four. Those four teams have won multiple national titles. Yeah. Uh, the only teams that have won a national title since 2000 are uh, Texas, mm -hmm. Auburn. Uh, let's see. I'm just going to try to go in alphabetical. Alabama, Auburn. Uh, Georgia, LSU, mm -hmm. Ohio State, Clemson, mm -hmm. and there's one more, I think. There's one multiple? Oh, Florida. That's like no, just Florida in general. Florida just State in general. 2013. Florida State. I'm just trying to think. I'm Oklahoma. just naming off teams. Did you say Oklahoma? Oklahoma. Miami, USC. There you go. Like it, it's yeah. those are all your dominant, like blue blood teams, too. Yeah, you know what I mean, so I mean, I would say it's hard to say it's a truly regional sport because there are pockets outside the country, like obviously, you know, your, bi you your just... big 10, your two big 10 teams, your Ohio State and Michigan's normally are up there. Penn State pretends to be up there, but they're not. But aside from, like, Ohio State, just from, like, mm -hmm. recent, like, success from, like, the last 10 years, like, outside Ohio yeah. State, like, where else are you getting the most production and success out of? It's all in the South. or Maybe Oregon. All. Right. Yeah, even like then, though. Even then, though. Yeah. They've well, only they've been, been to two, one. Two. Two national titles. Haven't won them. Yeah. Um, I mean, just... Outside, I mean that's 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 an if you want to add them in, like yeah, I'm just saying. I mean that includes Florida, that includes ACC, some of that like the coast area. It's just, it's just a regional sport. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because we're all the best high school recruits at, in the south. The south. Exactly. So, um, quick to, uh, just quick or not, um, and then we'll move on. Um. Two things I just had it. One's a statement, and the other one's just a question I got for you. Uh, TCU, uh, do you think this is more of a ran out of gas, like put all of their last? It was put had to put all the chips in for the Michigan game, and just ran out of gas, or just were just thoroughly outclassed. I think they were just thoroughly outclassed, because I'm not really one to believe that you can put all your eggs into one basket that badly you know what i mean mm -hmm. i mean i can understand the idea that maybe they were just gassed out of out of the michigan game but you don't lose that bad if you're not completely like top to bottom every single position beaten you know what i mean yeah 
Mm -hmm. so I, I, say, I think they were just outclassed. I think it was, but I think it was more. They run out of gas. I think a little bit. Okay. And the only reason, yeah. So here's, and I, but I do think also it did have also be with like Georgia just out out schemed them, outplayed them, out coached them in every aspect. They just dominated them. Yeah. But the only reason why I say, I think they were out. I think they ran out of gas. They hadn't had a bye week since like week four. So all they were playing all these games, all these close games, all these like, like what made TCU like so like popular, like they were the comeback kids. Like, yeah, no game, no week was easy for them. So they had to continuously battle. Then they get to Michigan. They let a giant lead slip away. Now they're fighting for their life, trying to stay ahead. They gotta go back and forth. With them that's all over the place. Like that game was insane. And then well, that's the tough part about this playoff, and you're going to see it, I think, more in the 12-team playoff, more in the early rounds, or if a team escapes. But the playoff now, you have to win multiple games against very big opponents. Yeah. Especially, and that's why, like, if you're a TCU, if you're, like, an Oregon, if you're a, a Cincinnati, like, you have to play these big teams and if you win, that's great. You get your big trophy for the one game, but then you got to turn around and play an even better team the next game. Yeah. And I think that's what happened. And that's what kind of leads, I think, into they got outplayed. But I think they just didn't – they didn't look right the entire game. They, they just – they didn't look – they didn't look fresh. They looked slower. Georgia was, like, flying around the ball faster, making plays more. And that's why I think you can kind of say more of, like, it was just outplayed. But, like, they just looked dead. They looked like they were not – they were just tired, just didn't have to have it anymore. Like, they'd given it all, I think, in that other game. And then they, you just run into Georgia, who's just a buzzsaw to begin with. And if you don't have your A game, A game against them – You're done. I mean, all Georgia has to do is play with their C game. Yeah. They played a B minus game against Ohio State and put forty and still won that. Not great yeah. at field goal missed, but still, like, if you don't have your A plus game against that team, like there's no way you're winning. And that's what happened. They came out their F game and lost. So, mm -hmm. um, and anyway, so final quick question here before we move yep. on, just is would you put Stetson Bennett in the College Football Hall of Fame if if they change the rules? Because right now you have to have a First, you have to right now. The requirement is, and it should be changed, because right now Mike Leach can't be in the Hall of Fame for it, or can't be in for a different reason. But yeah, but criteria is you have to be on a first team All American mm -hmm. for players. Coaches have to have a sixty percent winning percentage. Mike Leach had a fifty nine point like seven. Stetson but Bennett, I yeah. Would you put Stetson? Would you put Stetson Bennett in the Hall of College Football Hall of Fame? I've I've thought about it because I've heard it a couple times now. Obviously, he's going to get – I don't know if he should be put in the College Football Hall of Fame because obviously his jersey will be, his numbers will be up on display and stuff like that, right? He'll so get retired think, to Georgia. There'll be a statue built of him. Probably. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. So I just – I don't know if he should be in the College Football Hall of Fame just for the fact that, like, he did not win a Heisman. He was not an All-American. He wasn't even All-SEC. So, I mean – But a two-time national champion. Yeah, that's the only that's the one big thing he has. I think he's twenty nine he's twenty I think he's 
28-3, and 29-3 as a starter. Mm-hmm. It, just, it just makes me go back and forth because I think there are some good players who still aren't in, and I don't know if Stetson should get in before them. You don't understand what I'm saying? So, well, yeah. I think they well, should change that requirement. They the... Yeah, if they, if they change the requirement, I think he should get in, but I don't know if they should change the requirement yeah. specifically for him. You know what I mean? Because I think there's plenty no, of No, but I'm sure he won't be in the only case. No, he won't. I think he has a better shot of getting in than, like, would be, like, Bryce Young or, like, CJ Stroud. No, Bryce Young will get in because he's a Heisman, but... Well, I don't. Well, think, I don't. I don't think there's a Heisman. Aside from that, what would, what has Bryce Young done besides a Heisman? He's an All American. What has he done? Okay. What has SEC he done? National titles. Yeah, but that's not what they focus on. SEC in the title. Hall of Fame. It's more like personal accolades. Well, okay. Because well, like I'm the just, teams, you know what I mean. The teams get in, but yeah. When it comes to individual players, it'll be an interesting players, thing down yeah. the road. Yeah. Um, I mean, he'll go down. He'll. Um, I mean, he's going down as one of the greatest Georgia football players of all time. Yeah, I'd say um, he'll have a he'll his he his number. I'd be shocked if his number doesn't get retired at some point down the road. Um, they'll probably build a statue of him. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised maybe if it's like him and Kirby Smart. Um, I don't, I don't know if they put that statue up while Kirby's still there. I feel like that's a no. It'll be down the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, but. That's a debate for another time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, I think we finished up there. The game, Georgia, back-to-back champions. Go dogs. All right, so we'll move on to our next segment here. Uh, well, this is going to be just our favorite moment from this year. could be anything. Mm-hmm. could be our team. could be something else. Yep. What, what was your favorite moment? Maybe an honorable mention. So I'll just start off right away because yeah because I don't want to make it all about Florida State because don't get me wrong this off season all Knowles baby so I'm gonna say my favorite moment of the season is gonna be uh, Appalachian State going to College Station and upsetting the Aggies on national TV while the Aggies were still ranked mm-hmm. in the top ten. It's got to be one oh, yeah. of the craziest upsets I've ever seen in my entire lifetime, especially since not only it wasn't like a a turnover or something. It was just sort of like App State dominated Texas A&M for four quarters. Like the, <laughs> that was one of the App craziest State, I, games. I remember I had App State covering in that game, and they did that to a <laughs> T. Beautiful. Um, I would say any honorable mention. Probably the Middle Tennessee Miami game or the Vanderbilt Florida game. Just because I, I really like to focus in on those games where you were just like, wow, that just happened. And both of those games, it was like that was the first right. time Miami had gotten like murdered by an F, like a smaller team. And then Florida lost to Vanderbilt and Vanderbilt for the first time. Just put like 81 or something like that. Like, yeah. Wow. And they outplayed Florida that day. Yeah, they did. They, I mean, thoroughly outplayed him. They about let him back into it, but yeah, Anthony Richardson had to throw um, forty yards out of bounds I, in the game. <laughs> I remember watching that. <laughs> um, I would, uh, I would say, I mean, aside from national title game, that was its own thing. But I would yeah. say my favorite moments, probably the semifinal games. Oh, those were fun. Just both games were 
we had been free we had been begging just hoping for two solid semifinal games we had yet to ever get it we'd maybe get one if we were lucky but mostly it was just a blowouts and finally we got very very good matchups very very good games down to the wire in both of them really both both games came down to the final drives um that was awesome. Um, yeah, it was. And uh, as much as I hate this team, both teams with a passion, um, their fan bases too. Um, the Tennessee beating Alabama. That was a fun. That uh, was that. That was awesome. Yeah, I remember I was at the Florida game that day. That night I was up in Gainesville for the LSU game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was watching on my phone and stuff. And we were. I was holding my phone up. And I was me. I was watching it a little bit on the game, and uh, I was. They had. The, they were setting out their kicker for the game and kick, and there were some Florida guys behind me. They were like trying to talk about it. And I was like, I had the game here, and I was trying to just like show them. I was like holding my phone up like this, yeah. and we were like watching it. And then they kicked it and they made it. And then you'd see all the stuff that happens after it. Just like what an atmosphere that was. What yeah. entire, which helped boost them to. Number one for four days, so congrats on that. Hey, that was a good four days. That was a good four days for Tennessee, man. Before they came, met the bad boys on the block, just like yeah. TCU did. Yeah, they met the bad uh, boys on the block. You're talking yeah, that, the, the Gamecocks. No, they went and saw the Georgia Bulldogs first. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then they took a trip trip to Columbia and saw the Gamecocks. Met the real um, bad boys of the East. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I watch up those game co- those Cox, you know. Hey, you got to catch up on their film, bro. Most of those guys are in Tallahassee now. Hey, not uh. I believe it's five. Rally. Five transfers from South Carolina are enrolled at Florida Did State. Bell, J- Bell went to South Carolina or Florida State, yep. right? Yep, Bell went to Florida State. I think we have two corners from South Carolina too. I'll pull up the list when we have a second, but. Okay. Um. Yeah, but I would say the Tennessee game was probably up there for top moments just that entire that, yeah, and then they kind of topped it with the kentucky like the when they played kentucky saturday night mm-hmm. um just that that atmosphere like it was the first one of the first night games like when they were that ranked like that high and that was insane they had their blackout unis that was pretty cool yeah that was awesome but uh as always we hate tennessee with a passion like they can they can go get we they can leave football for all I care. Anyway. Did you wanna did you wanna say something about the uh, South Carolina transfers or do you wanna move on? Um I was just p- trying to find where they went. Cannot get a good listing on them. Yeah, so we got uh Jaheim Bell. And nobody else is pulling up right now, so we can talk about it a different time. Okay. If you find it, just bring it up. Um, all right, so we'll move on to our next segment. we got two more segments here, and then we'll finish up. It's going to be a quicker episode. Um, Dylan, uh, top th- what are your uh, like three teams of yours that you think are going to have the best that you're looking at as like potential national championship? Either they're just clear favorites, dark horses, anybody. Like Who do you have like three teams that keep an eye on going into next year? Could be any team. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start out with the uh, an obvious one. You know I'm gonna go Ohio State. 
I think everybody's got to pay attention to those Buckeyes. They are losing C.J. Stroud, but they are bringing back Marvin Harrison Jr., which should be, I mean, come on. And they always know how to get good quarterbacks there, so I would definitely look out for the Ohio State Buckeyes. In my uh, number two, watch out for those Texas Longhorns, buddy. I'm telling you right now, watch out for those Stop Texas the Longhorns. Watch out for those Texas Longhorns, I'm telling you. They got a great recruiting class coming in. They have a ton of talent already there. Third year with Steve Sarkeesian, and he had a pretty good second year, all things considered, with the injuries and everything. And with Arch Manning going to be behind uh, their starter at the moment, I forget what his name is. Quinn Ewers. Quinn Ewers. Yeah, with him behind him, putting more pressure on him, I think we can see a lot more out of Ewers this coming year. Okay. And, and finally, then, uh, Florida State, you know, I got to go with my Knowles. I got to sit nice. with my Knowles. You know, this the ACC is pretty wide open at the moment, but Florida State looks like they could be the top dog, especially with Clemson yeah. at their lowest. Mm-hmm. So I got to go with the Knowles. Nice. A uh, couple things. Uh, I do I do like the Ohio State one uh, because they got Harrison coming back. Uh, Buka's still going to be there. They'll still have um, Johnson, I think, or Julian Fleming, I know, mm-hmm. and then somebody else. Um, Mayan Williams will still be there. Like They're yep. still going to be loaded. I don't know who's going to be replacing them at quarterback. It doesn't matter for Ohio State, really. Every single time they I know, bring in a signal caller, they can get the best out of them. I know they just – I know – last we talked about like just news. Um, I'll hold that till the news. Um, and then Texas, I don't know about that. I feel like they're always favorites <laughs> going in, but I, I uh, don't know. I kind I of like the one this year with Texas. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, so I'll do mine. Um, obviously, I'm gonna go with the Georgia Bulldogs. Got like, got about obviously, but here's why. I got stuff to back it up here. So, <laughs> so you're gonna lose. Defense, just some main names. You're gonna lose. We're gonna. You're gonna lose Jalen Carter, Keely Ringo. Uh, trying to think who else. Robert Beal, Nolan Smith, just some, uh, Christopher Smith. Is some just some notable names. It's about five starters on defense. Nazir Stackhouse is another one that probably earned himself a spot. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, you're gonna lose like Xavier Trust. Kendall Mil or not Kendall Milton, uh, Kenny McIntosh, Shetsa Bennett, Darnell Washington, some of our linemen like Cedric Van Pran. But other than that, everybody's coming back as long as I mean, and yeah. they're not transferring. So you're gonna have Brock Bowers is back for another year's final year, more than more than more than likely, because he'll be a top five pick going into next year's draft. Um, yeah. Top ten in the latest. You're gonna have Bowers coming back, McConkey, Mitchell's coming back, two Raw Raw Thomas, Dominic Lovett. They were the two top SEC wide receiver transfers. Mm-hmm. Um, both led their team in receiving yards, I believe. Uh, they're both ten to Georgia. Um, uh, you got Oscar Delp, talented star tight end who was a freshman this year. Played more snaps in the playoffs because of Darnell Washington's banged up uh, injury. Um, 
trying to think who else. Dylan Bell's back. Dominic Blaylock, Marcus Rosemary, Jack Saint. Like, their entire offense is head back. They still have Kendall Milton. They still got Branson Robinson. I don't know about Deshaun Edwards. I got to look again. I know he's a junior. And then on defense, I mean, you still have Bullard. You still got yeah, Bear Alexander coming in, Michael Williams. I mean, you'll still have on the back end, you've got Dalen Everett stepping up. Kamari Lasseter staying. Like, they have all the pieces and more coming in. And, you know, and we thought about this last year. Like, they lost 15 guys. Everyone thought, okay, maybe they take a slight step back. Like, not mm-hmm. national title again. Yeah. They played. They didn't, that defense wasn't as good as that 2021 year, but they played just mm-hmm. as good. So, yeah. they, and they're replacing Carson Beck, who's a stud at quarterback. Folks, get to know the name. Six foot four, 200 pounds, a little over 200 pounds, cannon of an arm. Very athletic. Look out. Next team, FSU. I like that. Um, if you're looking in the future odds on betting wise, uh, FSU is not a bad play here. I forget they're getting a little over a thousand. I think it's. I can't remember off the top of my head. FSU. 1,400 or something like that. Yeah. But good money. That's not a bad reach if you're looking for a dark horse. FSU, um, they should be the clear number one, should be the clear favorites going to the ACC. Travis is back. Yeah. All of the other guys are coming back. Um, and you're getting guys, some studs from South Carolina, like we've been talking about. Um, Norvell's got something cooking there. Um, mm-hmm. I know Clemson just got Garrett Riley, a new OC, so we'll see how they're doing with Klubnik. Um, you still have North Carolina in that conference. Drake May's back, so he's always going to be something. But I think FSU, um, as long as they're able to compete, and this is going to be a good game for you, that LSU game. It's going to be a yeah. good bar setter to see where we're at to start the year. Because if you can do- take care of business there, I think you might you should be all right going to the next rest of the year. Yeah. Um, that's not a bad look. And then my final one is Oregon. And I know you're going to be like, Hunter, you know, Oregon never – they always fall at some point, and they probably they will. But they do. They got – Dan Lanning has done – did a hell of a job his first year. Yeah. 10-win season. Bo Nix is coming back. He stepped up, played very well this year. Aside, take the Georgia game out of it. Um, he just, just Bo doesn't know against Georgia. I mean, he's zero four. So, but he, he will be a that, dark like, horse Heisman candidate, though. You know, dark horse Heisman, especially Jordan Travis too. Like yep. dark horse Heisman candidate. They got a, they got a, they got like three or four, five stars. To, they got. Uh, DJ Uyangale's brother, I forget his name. He's a defensive tackle five star heading oh, there. They lost yeah. now they did lose their top they lost one of their top receivers to Tennessee, Deontay Thorman. But I think <laughs> like I think they're good enough. That Pac twelve is gonna be wide open. I know there's some stud quarterbacks in there. Washington's another name to maybe look for. Michael Penix is back, but I mean if they can get through the Pac-12, who knows? They were already right there to almost the end um, this year. Yeah. By the way, we'll talk about this later on, but some of the quarterbacks come back in the Pac-12. Pac-12 might be the best conference going into next year. They have Cam Rising coming back for Utah. Uyunglele is heading to Oregon State. Caleb Williams at USC. Yep. Michael Penix at Washington. Bo Nix is at Oregon. I don't know who's replacing DTR, USC. I don't know, but uh, I think they have a transfer. 
Sanders at Colorado. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll, we'll get into them later in the season. I feel like we're getting way too much Colorado hype way too quickly. People are expecting I do the too, too. I don't think they're going to be as good. Season. You never know. But, but yeah, that's going to be a conference to look for. They might. But, hey, yeah. that would be a huge step up. No, that's what I'm saying. If I you're feel like they'll have a fan, good season, but... I would say, like, Fox Sports has yeah. uh, Shader Sanders at sixth on their Heisman odds, and I'm it's assuming... Heisman? Like, yeah, I'm like, that's way too no. high to start. Like, that's way too high. No. Um, yeah, so I'll take Oregon as a dark horse pick right there. Yeah. So. Okay. So we'll move into the final segment of our episode. And, uh, well, pretty much what we're going to do is we're going to round out, do our final top ten rankings... For this year, and it's gonna be like a final top ten ranking to end this year, going into next year, same thing. Yeah. Um, you want to start? Or do you want me to start? I'll let you start because I did my top three teams for going into next year first. Okay. So I'm gonna yell. I'm gonna do my top ten picks, mm-hmm. and then I'll list two. I got like two honorable mentions that just missed the cut. Like they're like yep. eleven and twelve. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I'll start at one. That's Georgia. Yep. Uh, clear cut favorite. Yeah. Uh, Ohio State. Put them at two. Okay. Yep. And this is so. And by the way, if anybody's people watching, like or listening, like we have not told each other this list, so nope. they're just, we're both hearing this first time. So I got Ohio State at two. Georgia at one. Number three, I got TCU. Mm-hmm. Number four, I got Michigan, and that's only because TCU beat Michigan. Yep. Um. Alabama, I put it five. That was one hell of a win they had against Sugar uh, in the Sugar Bowl against Kansas State, who was the Big Twelve title, mm-hmm. won the Big Twelve title. Um, Tennessee at six. Uh, Joe Milton played very well in that game. Um, be interested to see how they're going to be next year. Penn State, I got at seven. Uh, you Washington at eight. USC nine. Clemson ten. Honorable mentions, Oregon, Tulane. Okay. All right, all right. Any all thoughts right. before you move into yours? I'd say ours are not that, not that different. <laughs> They're very similar, okay. except for a couple things at near the top and at the bottom. But for the most part, they're very similar. So I'll start out right away. So I got number one is the Georgia Bulldogs, the reigning national champions, like everybody else. Can't be a different another number one. Number two, I have Ohio State also. Number three, I have Alabama. Number okay. four, I have TCU. Number five is Michigan. Number six is Tennessee. Number seven is Penn State. And then number okay. eight, I have Tulane. Number nine, okay. I have Washington. Number ten, I have Florida State. And then my honorable mentions were Utah and USC. Okay. Not bad. Um, no, I think we both had kind of a similar thing. Yeah. My only thing with yours, and it's mm-hmm. just too, not that great. Yeah. I do you think Florida State's a little high? Like, mm-hmm. a little high. Um, I think they're like a 12, 13 team right now. I think I'm 11 through 13, I would put them right now. 10 at the highest. So, um, the only reason I have them at 10 was because it was between really them and Clemson. You had it like an 8, I thought. No, I have Florida State's at 10. Yeah. Number eight's okay. Tulane. 
8 Tulane, oh, 9 Washington, yeah, 10 right. Florida State. I put Florida State at 10 primarily because of it was between them and Utah. And Florida, and the only common opponent they have is Florida. And Utah lost to Florida. Florida State beat Florida. So I was like, I give Florida State the slight edge, especially since the other two teams Fair below enough. them, Clemson and USC, kind of just te- like fell off near the end there. Fair enough. And then Bama, a little high think, for me, but yep. that's all I said. Fair, yeah. The only reason I had Bama that high but was you... because that TCU, it was just like, man. <laughs> Yeah, that's the only reason why I was a little surprised. Like in the, new, the final AP rankings that came out, they're at two, and I'm like, why? Yeah. But nobody cares about AP rankings anymore. No. So. Um, Florida State was at eleven in the AP. So yeah, man. those are. <laughs> hey. Um, yeah. So those look. They got. They got to finish. They got to take that big next step next year. So we'll see. That's a fascinating team to keep an eye on, though. I will say. Yeah. I say I do uh, think I do think they'll probably be preseason top ten, but we'll see. Because well, I'm just looking at it right now. Right? I think, huh? No, you know what? I was nothing. I'm if, just thinking in my head. No, you're good. Because I think just off the top of my head, I think. TCU will drop down a little bit in the preseason top ten. I think. Well, time, you know, just thinking about it, with people leaving and stuff like that. I think, yeah, because Tulane won't be a top ten team in the preseason next season. They just won't. Mm-hmm. They are right know. now. They're number. They'll be like, like a fifteen. Exactly, they'll be like in that fifteen sixteen range, but um, yeah. I think Florida State will probably be number number ten or number nine in the preseason top ten poll. I mean, some people have them crazy high for next season already. You see the, the, uh, how one of the AP voters put him at number four for next season already, and I was like, hold on, stop, 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 stop. Don't take us. That's why the AP is corrupt. Right yeah, <laughs> it would be that's pretty cool exactly to start at number four, though, man. That'd be like, wow, we did not deserve this. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that was a funny meme. That that funny meme. It's like. He's like the guy's like me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so we'll, those rankings are always fun to mess around with. They're just they're just meant to, for sports people to talk about. Exactly, they don't they really don't mean, mean anything. Jack, they don't mean jack squat. Uh, the rankings don't matter anymore until the playoff comes out. Playoff rankings come out like mid November, so you know, no, they don't matter. No, they don't matter. At all. Uh, but uh, that was all we had. Uh, a couple of little notable just college football notes. Uh, I forget the guy's name. Rashada, last name. Jalen Rashada, yeah. Jalen Rashada. Jalen Rashada. Florida commit. Four-star Florida commit. Um, has Maybe Florida commit at this point. He's asking to asking the university to like allow him to decommit um, after an NIL deal apparently fell through. Um, so... There's that. Uh, Garrett Riley is taking the OC job apparently at uh, Clemson yep. after they just fired their OC. Uh, Derek Mason stepping down as Oklahoma State defensive coordinator. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, so, 
I, I, I'm reading about this right now, and I think we might need to talk about that Jalen Rashada thing. What? Because what I'm looking at what the about? Tampa Bay Times have reported, and his father did not just say uh, he hasn't left it. He said, we're working through some things. And according to the Tampa Bay Times, around 13 million different things. Oh. So it looks like here is that with the NIL deal, they offered him $13 million. And they are not, didn't have that much money. No, there's no way. Because the biggest thing that's been Florida's problem with recruiting with, since NIL started is the fact that while they have a large alumni base and booster group, they somehow cannot get money together at all for NIL. Like the Gator Collective is a joke. So, it's all fake money. It's like cryptocurrency out there. Uh, yeah, because he was supposed to report to Florida to start the spring semester, and he did not show up. Huh. Nice. So. Nice. Um, uh, another news. Uh, Dylan Rayola. And if I botched that last name, apologize. If he's watching. He's probably not. Mm-hmm. Um. He is the number one overall recruit in the class of 2024. He was an Ohio State commit that decommitted five-star number one overall recruit. Yep. He was at the Georgia game, mm-hmm. national title game, and uh, apparently all the 24-7 people have him rumored to be going to Georgia as like his final destination spot. Um, Georgia apparently was a heavy was like heavy on his recruiting trail. Like apparently they went after him more than they did Arch Manning. Yeah. Um, so look for that possibly. That would be a huge get. Um, just a theory of mine. Uh, we have a guy named Brock Vandergriff who's very good on our squad. Uh, look for him to be transferring soon. I would be shocked if he stays, especially yeah. if we pick up Riolo. Uh, be shocked. Just shocked. But what do I know? Um, I just predict. I know the game plan of like every game that goes on. So, before yeah, I get I too ahead of myself, though, um, this is to this any other news. Um, yeah, this is Spencer wild. Rattler's coming back. We already talked about that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep you updated on that if you if you don't follow anything with that. Because um, then there's the other thing with the Cormani, Cormani McLean situation, where I don't know if you've been following that. Have you? Or not? Uh, not a whole lot. So okay, so the five-star cornerback out of Lakeland, right, committed to Miami over Florida, yeah. right? Now he was supposed to sign his letter of yeah. intent, didn't sign. In fact, he didn't show up to his thing. Like they had it set up, they bought him a cake. From Publix, he did not show up to his signing day, and he has not said anything since. So like, there is a he... no, nothing's been said about him yet. He he's a, a hard commit, but he's not signed anywhere yet. He is huh. the number nine ranked player in the class of twenty twenty three, the number one cornerback, and the third overall player in the state of Florida, according to twenty four seven Sports. He's a five star. So. The thing with him is I've seen a lot of rumors about specifically uh, a team in uh, Boulder. 
Um, now, I don't know how true those rumors are, though. But I think that is a big one to look out for. We have a five-star cornerback who has not signed anywhere and has not made his intentions clear at all either. Yeah, that's it's, a little it's strange. For wild. Sure. For sure. Uh, yeah, but we'll definitely be keeping an eye on that for sure going forward. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what we're going to be like doing. It's, it's going to be like transfer portal, recruiting stuff, like keeping you guys updated with all that. Like, yeah, that's pretty much what this off season is going to be all about. So, um, unless uh, do you have anything else? Any other news before we end nope, the show? Nope, I, I think we got everything we needed tonight, but we'll have plenty more to talk about this offseason. For sure, for sure. Um, I don't have anything else to talk about tonight. Uh, I'm just going to be getting ready for the offseason, keeping an eye on my dogs and everybody else. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, we'll, uh, we'll uh, be discussing when the next pod will be coming out um and when we do we'll get it recorded get it out to you guys make sure you guys are liking subscribing to the videos um and viewing them hitting that thumbs up that really helps us out please spread the word trying to get that subscriber list up we've been stuck on a number for a little while um if you guys can get that up that would be awesome so tell your friends even if they're they like football in general just tell them to subscribe mm-hmm. like just tell them we'll to take a check out. Check us out a little bit. Check us out. We'll be get especially towards the draft. Like we'll be mixing yeah. in NFL, college, like morphing yeah. it together a little bit. We'll probably be talking about yeah. some playoffs this next show too. The NFL playoffs might be a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a little NFL playoff talk. Uh, throw it in, but yeah. Keep us. Just hit that subscribe button. Takes less than a second. You know the yeah. drill. As long as you have a Google account, just hit us up. Hit us up on Spotify. You know, hit that follow button on there. Like that, that means big. Um, if you're listening to on the road, anywhere, if you're working out and you want to listen to us, don't know why you would want to listen to us while you're working out. But hey, some did. people like doing that, bro. Come on, don't hate, don't hate. That's right. We can use that person. We could use saying, that person. We could. So if you do, <laughs> be my guest and hit us up and listen to us because that would mean a lot. But um, mm-hmm. other than that, uh. Uh, I got nothing else. Dylan? Nope. I think we're all good tonight. Alright. 10-4. Sounds good, guys. Uh, Great talking. We'll catch you guys on the other side when the next episode comes out. Have a good night, guys. Alright. Good night, guys.